Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Oh! What up, players? It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 22nd day of February 2023. It is a Wednesday morning. My name is Nick. A uh, round of applause for Big J, everybody. Thank you very much for showing yeah. up, Big J. Appreciate you, sir. Thanks. Hopefully, uh, it does feel weird that it's Wednesday already. Agree or disagree? Uh, yeah. Do you feel not behind? a fan? I'm not a fan. It's so weird how you don't like short weeks. Doesn't matter if it's a Friday. No, no. Or no here's the thing. I, no, it's it's Friday. I got no problem with. It's Monday. Why? I mean, why is that? It sets the table that? for the rest of the week. Yeah, but I mean, and so it just throws me off when it doesn't exist, and I, I forget you. that it was a Monday, and then I think yesterday is a Monday, which is really problematic. How so? Well, certain administrative things didn't get done on my part. Okay, what did you Because I'm like, oh, hey, I woke up this morning and it's like, oh, my God, it's Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. What did you forget to do yesterday? I mean, we can get into it later. Oh, 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 I mean, you're embarrassed? Administratively business side. Administrative? I'm just trying to think of what administrative responsibilities you have. Yeah. Outside of filling oh. out, like, your time Adding card? records? Oh, oh. Oh, 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 I'm not sure that's an administrative responsibility. Yeah, that is an administrative. As much as it's a job responsibility? No, it's part of an administrative responsibility. Administrative to me means like, like you know, filling in the proper paperwork yeah, for this particular that place. Is paperwork. Well, it technically is, but it's not part of your, like you don't, res- administratively, you're not responding to like a particular overseer about this I consider this is that just administrative work. Part of your job description. Oh, you so you forgot to do the one thing that we needed to do yesterday. Yes, yeah, so I've uh, that we had the steps. meeting about and everything. Taking steps. <laughs> and we have that meeting on Mondays, though. That's if true. You recall. That's so, true. That's uh, true. <laughs> but I've taken steps so that'll never, ever, ever happen again. Oh, how's this? Well, no. we used to get a reminder. Correct. For now the that old reminder service. doesn't exist anymore. Right, because uh, the business doesn't so, exist. So yeah, I've, I've created a reminder. Oh, nice. A little calendar reminder? That would have been would have been really useful We're yesterday. Drag you into the 20th century, kicking and screaming with your outlook, whether you like it or not. And uh, today on the show, we have an opportunity to get a movie review from Big J. He spent his Tuesday evening watching a film. That should have reminded you it was yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, great. Well, no, not really. Trolls, a wonderful animated movie. Just one uh, troll, not, not oh. uh, multiple trolls. Okay, uh, well, you didn't watch the latest Trolls? If you were going to watch the animated I'm one... I'm kidding. I watched Trolls. Should have been the, the uh, latest sequel to But it. I did log in and I was like, oh man, there's a lot of Trolls here. <laughs> Which one is it? Is there multiple ones on Netflix? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was the latest one. Hopefully you watched the right one. The I one did. that I did. took place in the uh, Norwegian mountains, I believe, if yeah. I remember the description correct. Uh, plus, we have tickets to Static X. We have a chance for you to win some Carl's Jr. from us. Should be a good and fun show. And we play music as well. Kicking things off with some Pearl Jam this morning. Here on the morning after on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Let's say you are looking for a job. Let's say you're looking for a better job. Well, the Idaho Job and Career Fair is happening today. If you want to potentially interview or at least touch base with about 50 companies, you want to head down to the Nampa Civic Center today from about 10 to 2, you can enjoy a little bit of some job fair action, man. And they are looking for a bunch of different career opportunities and training resources. And it gives you an opportunity to network a little bit, rub elbows, have some time. So if you're looking for something in public service or education or manufacturing or even call centers, military, healthcare, fabrication, all that kind of stuff, it's going to be happening today out there at the uh, Nampa Civic Center. Again, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's free if you're looking. You know, wear something nice. Yeah. And if you're like, you're, you're lonely... And if you just sometimes feel like nobody cares about you or wants you around, go to a job fair. Because they're looking for people, and that's it. That's it. at least even stepping in the building, you feel better about yourself. You th- Wait a second. Wait, what? Yeah, it's a self-esteem builder. Going to a job fair, baby. Is it because of the other people that are also at the job yeah, fair? Yeah, everybody, you're being recruited. Oh, oh I see. Nice. I thought you meant you're like the coolest person that, in the building if no. you walk into a job fair. No, 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 no. I was no. like, I, damn. I, I mean, sometimes people, you know, you just don't feel wanted. Well, go into a job fair. You'll feel wanted. They're I looking see. for you. Yeah, I mean, uh, we used to do, remember when we used to head out to job fair? Big J? Yeah. Represent the station? Yeah. And then they all said, oh, look what you guys do. No thing. I don't know why yeah, you're here. They're like, a lie. I have to schlep around what for how much? Nah, you good. said I was going to be on air. I was going to be part of the morning <laughs> show. And I just bring equipment uh, every, you know, 13 days to something. <laughs> I get exactly two hours of paid work every two weeks. This sounds like a gig just you for pay me. Pay me subpar. Yeah. No benefits. Yeah. Why would I? Nobody work knows my name. Yeah. They treat me like garbage. Yeah. Come work for radio. Jay yells at me. I <laughs> uh, can't get a tie line to work. Hey, uh, Nate McMillan has been fired as the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks. Big J, maybe you'll see him at the uh, Idaho Job Fair uh, coming up later on this afternoon. As uh, he has made the playoffs the last two seasons as a head coach for the Atlanta Hawks, but the NBA is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, and the Hawks are sitting at the eighth seed in the East right now, and so they decided they wanted to move on from him. Looks like Quinn Snyder, who you may remember it was the uh, man uh, that led the Jazz for so many years, may be uh, first in line for that particular gig. Right now, uh, Joe Prunty, as you know, is the interim coach. Big Jay, I don't to tell you that. And so we'll see what ends up happening actually. for the Atlanta Hawks moving forward as they try to figure out and make a playoff push here as the second half of the NBA season is underway. Uh, I didn't, never really watched a lot of daytime television, and even when I did, I was never really a big fan of the Judge shows. Did you ever watch those when they were on? Yeah, of course, man. What are some of your favorites? Uh, Judge uh, Judy, obviously. Sure. You and, watching your uh, new stuff, though, the one that's on the IMDb no, channel? No, I haven't, I haven't okay. seen that. And Judge, uh, Judge Mathis. You know, he got fired recently, uh, but uh, they canceled his show. Midline was on Judge Joe Mathis. There you go. <laughs> Long time ago. And, uh, and it took exactly 15 minutes for them to pick up uh, a Judge Joe Mathis new show. Uh, Byron Allen's media group has picked up and signed him to host a new show. It's going to be called, you ready for this title? It might be my favorite title of all time. Mathis Court with Judge Joe Mathis <laughs> is set to debut this fall. That's like, it's the Big J it show twice. with Big J. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Big J. I didn't, I swear I didn't write, write their tagline. 
And so it was already ready to go. I don't think the format is changing in any way. What did he get fired for? Well, I just think that basically his shows, the syndication company that was had his show was not happy with the results any longer. It's crazy how much money these judge shows make. Well, there's so many of them. That's that's the other part of it. And so, you know, there's a lot to choose from, and it's a crowded market space. And so when those happen... Which is weird. I know. I know. But apparently, I mean, it draws eyeballs. I mean, there's Divorce Court. There's Judge Joe Mathis. There's like three other judge shows that I'm thinking of top of my head. Uh, judge Judy is still, again, it's harder to and reach now. there's another lady judge. I can never remember her name. I, she might be the divorce court. And people's court is still a thing, not with yeah. Wapner, of course, but that's another thing that's around. So, I mean, there's a lot of daytime judge shows. Lots of beefs being settled on these shows. And, of course, the reason why is because they have content for days, because basically they fly you out and tell you that whether you win or lose, we'll pay for whatever the result is. You just have to look like yeah. an idiot on TV for a little while, and you're good to go. And so there's no... No shortage of people lining up for for that I, particular. I think though, like people's court's still the best. Because I don't even know who the judge on people's court is anymore. Judge, well, yeah, uh, the new one, but I mean, even still, you know, the whole interview of the people when they come out, <laughs> the assailants when they come out of the court. Yeah, I mean, it created TMZ. Sure, for the most part. Yeah, and it's just it's so funny seeing people, regular people, come out. They're almost like a celebrity, and they're getting asked questions about their court case. Usually, they're not happy about it, and uh, it's a very awkward situation. But that's what made it fun. Uh, so you can see more of that coming out this fall. Judge Joe Mathis, even though his show's going away, that's not really going away anytime soon. He'll be back on TV before you know it. At his five-finger death punch, welcome to the circus, everybody. It's the morning after with Nick and Big J. I'm not going to pretend this is like the worst way to start your day because there's lots of terrible ways in order to get woken up. But I will give you an example of how my day started, Big J. 2.30 in the morning, right? Sound sleep. Everything oh, is fantastic. I think I might have been dreaming, although I'm not exactly sure. But uh, I, I absolutely hear a loud bang, like a loud bang in my house. And I'm the only one in my house. Oh, in your house? Yes. Damn. And so it sounded like, you know, uh, the way my house is set up is I have my, my bedroom and then I have my bathroom attached to it that I that I use. And it sounds like something like fell in like either my shower or in my little like uh, kind of one-off toilet that I have in there that, that had something on the windowsill or something had fallen. So, right, you know, it's 2.30 in the morning. It's pitch black. So the adrenaline's starts running because like i heard something right i know i did but like it's it's also like 2 30 and it's dead silent and so i'm like what so i have to get up to investigate of course and i do and i look around my bathroom my lights are on I don't see a thing that's fallen. Like, I was convinced, like, maybe, like, some shampoo or something had shifted and the bottle had fallen into the shower floor. That's kind of what it sounded like. It sounded like something falling from a high height onto the ground. And I was like, you know, I look around. I Then I'm like, okay, maybe it was out in the living room I heard something. I look out in the living room. Lights are on. Again, nothing. I don't see anything. I don't see anything on the floor. Nothing is out of place. And, and now you're wide awake. Exactly. I'm wide awake. Number one. Number two, I'm paranoid. Number three, it's like, then I started thinking, did I actually, you know, like I'm going crazy. See, like, yeah. did I actually hear that or was it part of my dream? And I'm like, but it was so real. It was so real. It had to be something. So now I'm on a mission where I'm like, something has fallen and I have to figure it out. 
and it took me about 20 minutes, but I did figure out what it was. Minutes? Well, yeah, because I'm of looking like around? I'm looking in the kids' room. I'm looking like in the other bath. I'm like Jeez. looking like what could it possibly have been that I heard? Because it's but also I'm like I want to make sure you know nobody's trying to be and e into my house or something like that. Or although you know doors are locked and nothing seems weird, just double checking stuff, you know. And uh, and then I finally found it as I walk back into my room. Uh, I have a picture hanging up in uh, right oh, behind no. my television. That is a mixed tile. Are you familiar with the concept of mixed tiles? Yeah. Uh, basically, they, they, you can get what you want, but they have like sticky stuff on the back that's supposed to, you're supposed to be able to take it off and move it anywhere in your house that you want to move it. But the, what they don't tell you is it's good for about one move. And then what will happen is that sticky stuff on the back will begin to become not so sticky. And that's what happened. Apparently, like it basically had dislodged from my wall, but had fallen behind my dresser. And therefore, I couldn't see it. And what I, what I heard was the, the, the actual frame picture yeah. hitting the baseboard of my well but I mean I, it, I was like oh that sucks but also I was so relieved that it actually happened it was real I wasn't imagining it I wasn't going crazy and I was able to actually you know relax after that but the side note to that was ain't no way I'm going back to sleep you know what I mean because I was walking yeah. around trying to figure everything out it really was about an hour and a half before I'm supposed to get up anyway and so it was just like what's the point at this point and I was sleeping so good which is so rare it's almost like, you know, uh, like something out there does not want me to get a good night's sleep. But uh, I found it. But I tell you what, that's an awful way to wake up. And uh, my mix tile broke as well. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, was a, it was a loss. Yes, it was, it was, a, it was a hard Hidden loss. behind your TV. Uh, so you can't even see it. That's right. So, I mean, well, at least it wasn't in my line of view. And so that's so right away. And, of course, you know, you don't. I don't instantly look up towards Why that part of my room. Why is it behind the TV? Well, it wasn't hidden behind the TV. It was hanging up above the television and then had fallen behind it when it fell. And it didn't hit any wires or anything? No. On your TV? No. No. Oh, well, I was the assuming TV's not I'm hanging. Oh, okay. I'm assuming it's mounted to the wall. No, my bad. no, the TV is not mounted to the like wall. Like an adult room. It's on. It's Instead on my dresser. Child's room. <laughs> it's on my dresser, and uh, I don't. I don't use it very much. And so, yeah, no, my stuff is hanging on the wall. My TV is on my dresser. But uh, yeah, no. So uh, I found it, and I'm okay. But it, just hearing a loud bang at 2:30 in the morning, yeah. and then going, thinking I'm going crazy because I can't find anything that had caused that bang, uh, was a very awful way to wake up but it was good mental exercises big chance yeah like to I'm, me the greatest part of this story is you made it to work on time i did well hell i, I wouldn't mess it around i was up forever before i had to come i'm in here, tired so. already for you you better believe it uh there will be a nap involved at some point today morning after with nick and big j speaking of things we have to do big j will give you a movie review to wrap up streaming dumbass from yesterday next on the x rock <laughs> It's the White Stripes, Seven Nation Army here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, you guys, via text message, selected a movie for Big J to watch and stream last night. The movie was called Troll, and Big J watched it, and now we find out if he enjoyed it. Big J, what was it about, even? Yeah, Troll uh, is a... um it's a foreign film, a Norwegian film, uh, Nick, and uh, basically Troll is a a movie about uh, a mountain troll. The myth, the legend of a mountain troll. Sure, we've all heard it. And um, basically, if you want to, and this was described to me, somebody in our, uh, the text yesterday who was voting, um, it kind of mentioned after we said what the movie was, uh, what this was basically about. And I was like, yeah, spot on uh, uh, idea here. It's basically like Norway's Godzilla. Okay. 
And so uh, the the myth and the legend is... Uh, is it a, as big as Godzilla <clears throat> crushing no, cities? it's huge. Yeah, okay. it's huge. So uh, deep in the Dovir Mountain, uh, there is a, uh, a troll asleep. And uh, after years of uh, digging and mining in this mountain, uh, it is awakened and very upset. And then uh, it, there's uh, some uh, scientists who, whose father uh, was a bit of a considered a crazy person because he believed in these trolls mm-hmm. uh, and that, that they were real and not just a myth. And um, and basically, uh, she needs to recruit her father to help uh, track it down, figure out how to you know stop the troll because he's headed for ultimate destruction and he just weighs lace to whatever. Does he eat people? He's very upset. No, he didn't really. I didn't see him eating a lot of people. Just a lot of crushing. A lot of you know. It's kind of like uh, 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 me after a nap. Okay, you like, know, give me back my mountain. Uncoordinated, uh, just kind of stomping around, but you know, doesn't realize he's crushing human beings, etc. Oh, uh, and um, you know, of course. They, they, there's the whole military faction like, yeah, hey, we got to destroy it with everything we got. Mm-hmm. And then the science people are like, hey, don't do that. Uh, we can do this without you know a lot of collateral damage. That's what the movie's about. So it is Godzilla, is it? Yeah, it's, essentially it's exactly with far less um, grandioso special effects. We're, we're kind of uh, uh, a little iffy here on the CGI anyways. Uh, the troll didn't look too bad, but... Uh, that's what basically what the movie's about. And I was like, you know, it's somewhat interesting. Foreign films are fun uh, sometimes just because of the language disconnect. I mean, this was dubbed over. But still, it, there's uh, there's some sort of nuance there that I find appealing in some respects when it comes to foreign films, watching it that way. And um, so that was kind of like, all right, that kept me interested. But overall, the story is kind of mundane. Just It's a trope we've seen before. What made it interesting and different was instead of a Godzilla, it's a troll. It's so taking advantage of a myth and uh, legend that we know of. Yeah, it's like uh, it's a it's almost like if they made a Loch Ness monster movie. Is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. So exactly. you've heard of a troll before, and now you see it in fruition. Did it at least uh, come to a conclusion in a unique way? It was kind of sad. Oh, okay. It's kind of sad <laughs> because uh, ultimately, uh, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the movie for Good. everybody. So uh, if you want to see this, you can. It's not approved though. Oh no! What happened? It's you just sound not like you're that, into it. It's not. Uh, yeah, it is. It's okay, but it's not like something I'm like people should see this. All right. You can skip Troll and your life will be just as good as it was before. What would you recommend if people wanted to watch a quality monster movie? Unlike Troll. What is an approved Big J uh, uh, in this trope? Yeah, 2016's Godzilla or 2015. The, the Godzilla, originally I hated it. And then after seeing it a couple times, I'm like, damn, I like this movie. Is that the one with Matthew Broderick? No, the one after that. Oh, the one with Brian Cranston yeah. for 10 minutes. Got it, got it. So that one is uh, is good, and that's the only one you recommend in that area. Yeah, I would say there's some pretty good. Well, you work like in that Cloverfield, movie. right? Oh yeah, Cloverfield also would be good. The, you know, you get to see much more of the troll in this than you would uh, the the Cloverfield monster. Well, it's not a sure. found fitted fil- footage right. kind of film, right? Right. This one has got like some sort of plot and actual camera setup. Well, yeah. uh, it's not a W, but it uh, doesn't sound like it's the worst movie you ever saw. Big no, Day. it is not. But by, it by long shot. does not get approved. So Big J says you can skip Troll. Not a winner for streaming dumbass this time around. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Agree or disagree, Big J, people's personalities can change and shift over time. Oh, yeah, sure. And what you used to enjoy or how you used to be may not be how you are now for lots of different reasons. There's many reasons why you're not the same. Kids can play a factor. Your job can play a factor. All these kind of things. Sure. 
And according to the University of Oxford, if you are over the age of 40, you need to listen up. If you are trying not to be an introvert or trying not to be awkward around people or you want your personality to be a little bit more interesting, got to hang out with your friends in social settings at least twice a week. Twice a week? Yep. They have found that if you're not hanging out in some way, it doesn't have to be for a long period of time. Just in some way, shape, or form, hanging out with friends that you do not live with on a, uh, you know, somewhat of a friendly basis, you will find an impact in your personality. You will be more, you will find yourself not wanting to go out as much. As the years go on, you'll find yourself doing more things inside as opposed to outside. You'll find yourself a little bit more cut off from your friends than you have Damn, been. This is all starting to add up. Your younger years. And so, if you want to have friends and hang on to it and also have an enjoyable personality, two times a week is what they say. Whether it's grabbing lunch with a friend, it's going out with a friend, having some sort of social interaction with somebody that does not involve an electronic device. Twice a week, if you're over the age of 40, will do you, your personality, and your life, apparently, lots of benefits, according to the University of Oxford. Now, I should stress, more so in the lives of women than in men, but they saw a gigantic, huge increase in both things, if uh, in personality and in the way that you interact with others, if you are over the age of 40 and you do this on a regular basis. So check it out. Now, again, the the study also found that about 66% of people said they don't have time to socialize this much. But uh, Oxford also found out that as they looked into it, uh, that again is a lie. They they have plenty of time to do it, they just don't want to. Tell us what you're doing then instead. Right. They're like, yeah, they they found out that they were sitting at home or they were playing a video game. or They were grinding out on Grand Theft Auto Online. Exactly. And that's affecting your personality negatively, Big J, in case you're curious. No, and and honestly, I've been trying to get out of that rut and, and do exactly what this is and spend some time with some people that I haven't in a while. And, uh, you know, I don't know about two times a week, but getting close. Have you noticed an increase in mood, in personality, yeah. in life, and Yeah, love? absolutely. There you go. See? So maybe Oxford isn't so crazy after all. Lonzo Ball is a guard for the Chicago Bulls. He will not suit up for the rest of the season. The team announced that yesterday as he continues to experience some discomfort during basketball activities despite surgery on his left knee before the season. Uh, He did not appear in a game this season, hasn't played since January of 2022. He's undergone two surgeries in his left knee since then, and apparently it's not doing well. He still has not been able to run, cut, or jump without pain, which is not good if you're a basketball player. So we'll see what this means means down the road, but at least they're shutting him down for the rest of this year and trying to figure out what's going on with that knee. Big J, Liam Neeson's a big movie star, but you know what? He's just like you and I. Uh, He hates The View as well. He had to jump on that talk show later, earlier on last week because he was talking about one of his shows and one of his movies that's coming out, and he was just like, the whole scene is very, very uncomfortable. Uh, You know, if you're not familiar with The View, it is a bunch of uh, ladies that host a show that usually don't have exactly hard-hitting topics that they're talking about, and that's one of the big problems that Liam Neeson was talking. He's like, he went on with, like, their line producer that does the pre-interview, and she was asking some really great questions about the movie, about his life, all this kind of stuff, and then he gets on TV, and next thing you know, they're talking about how they all think he's handsome and have a crush on him, and he's like, this isn't the show. Yeah, like, Joey... 
Behar or something has a crush on right, him. Right, right. And it's like, why am I talking to Joy Behar about a crush? I was supposed to be talking about a movie. It's, Liam Neeson also doesn't seem like he enjoys petty conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not a small talk kind of guy, it doesn't seem like. But that show essentially is nothing but small talk. And so, uh, you know, but most daytime talk shows are. For the most part. I mean, you're not going to get hard-hitting conversation on The View or the Drew Barrymore right. show. No offense. Liam, you want that? Come here. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you with the hard questions. We'll ask your opinion happy on to have hot you. political topics. All it's that one of the guys that has escaped us. Yes. Well, he has a particular set of skills, and avoiding interviews with us is one of them. So, Well, here he is complaining about the shallow interview. We'll give him a deep dive. Yeah. Look, what's your hardest-hitting question you've got for Liam? Uh, no, I let you come up with those. Oh, yeah. no. I'm he, the Ed McMahon. He wants to talk about gun control, so you better watch out. Morning after. Well, I'd love to debate that with, with him. Nick and Big G. You don't know what side he falls yeah. on. I, I'm pretty sure I do. I read the same article you did because he was going to be uh, bad impressions today. So oh, thanks for well, you just did the Neeson like on Thursday last week. I'm sorry, I thought it was safe. Morning after with Nick and Big J. That's your important stuff. In my own private hell. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X rocks. Oh man, our first responders, I swear to Pete, they uh, they had themselves a tough gig from time to time. They do uh, some dirty work and they don't get thanked enough for it. And every once in a while, a story like this crosses a desk and you're just like, man, why do people do that job at all? It's very, I mean, the rewards I'm sure are great and it's amazing to help other people, especially when they need it. But I mean, the trauma and awful situations they expose themselves to on a regular basis has to be something that is difficult to deal with, agree or disagree. Yeah, agree. So thank you to all the first responders who do what you do and are fantastic at your jobs. It certainly isn't easy. And this story uh, is an example of it not going as planned as we head to Indiana for today's We're Going to Hell story. And uh, never a great way to start your shift when you get a 911 call from a neighbor in Indiana that says, Hey, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure my neighbor's overdosing on his uh, his back porch. You may want to come over and uh, take a gander at it. And sure enough, as first responders arrived on the scene, they saw Caleb Burfanger on his back porch and he was unconscious, Big J, barely breathing, but they were able to revive him and make sure he was okay. And as they did a check, you know, usually when drugs are involved, because scattered around Caleb was a bunch of needles and looked like open methamphetamine packages, those are illegal, Big J, so you are instructed to call police onto the scene, right? Sure, yeah. And as uh, police were arriving on the scene, Caleb was just kind of starting to regain consciousness, and he's kind of laying down on the back patio, and they're explaining to him what's happened, that he has overdosed, and they have got, uh, you know, other people on the scene getting ready to make sure he's okay. And Caleb just started muttering something that, according to the first responder on the scene, sounded like he was repeating arm bite, arm bite, arm bite over and over and over. Like he was bitten on the arm. Right. Maybe. They didn't know. I mean, they were like, it sounds like he's saying arm bite. You know, and they looked at his arm, and no, his arm was fine. And so when police showed up, a uh, a uniformed officer arrived on the scene, and that is when Caleb uh, really started to come back into consciousness. Arm bite! Arm bite! Right. Uh, when he saw the cop, he said, quote, bleep you. And then he grabbed the arm of the cop, Big J, and then took a big old chunk right out of that guy's arm. <laughs> He's nuts. Which led him to being cuffed and booked, of course. 
And then the flip side to that is, hey, you can't say he didn't warn you, right? I mean, that's all he was saying. Was yeah, I he, guess he was going to bite somebody's arm. It was arm. a warning, yes. I'm going to bite your arm. Arm bite, arm bite, arm bite. And the cop didn't know what he was talking about. Neither did the first responder. Now like, they know. He keeps saying arm bite, but his arms look fine. Other than, you know, the track marks. He doesn't seem to have any kind of bite on his arm. But he was warning them. He's going to bite your arm. You got to watch your arms. So uh, he was ended up, both the officer and the uh, the assailant ended up being taken to the hospital to make sure they're okay. The officer needed about six stitches to close up what was going on on his arm. And uh, hopefully he ends up okay out of that particular situation. And Caleb now is facing multiple charges on top of a pretty hefty hospital bill. All because he just wanted to do some meth on his back porch, Big J. But you can't do that. A, it's illegal. B, you take too much and you overdose. And both those things happen to Caleb. Yeah. And apparently, meth makes you want to eat human flesh? Question mark. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, seems I'm not going to try. Not even once. That's what they say. Don't even try it once. It's good advice, Big J. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the X Rocks. <laughs> At a Lincoln Park somewhere, I belong here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. It is tax season, Big J. I'm sure I don't have to tell you that. Appointments are being set. People are talking about how much money they made, hoping for refunds and not the dreaded news that you owe the government some money. But it also means we get to get ourselves all involved in other people's business. You understand? Yeah. And we get to learn about how much money people made in 2022, specifically when it comes to people that are famous figures. And you know maybe some name recognition behind them, how much money they took home in the year 2022, which is pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. Specifically, some of the people that made the list, you know, I mean, like, we're fairly well-versed in pop culture, and some of these names on the list certainly surprised me. Oh? Others didn't. I mean, I wasn't surprised that in the top ten, like, Taylor Swift was there. I realized she's making money hand over fist. She comes in at number nine. She made $92 million last year. I'm not surprised that James Cameron is on the list. He, of course, has made a lot of money making uh, the Avatar movie that once again surpassed his own Titanic at the box office. So he clocked in at $95 million, good enough for number eight. But some of the names on the list certainly surprised me. Bad Bunny uh, came in at number 10. He's going to star in a Spider-Man spinoff movie, Big J. He made $88 million last year. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the Rolling Stones collectively as a group came in at number seven. They made $98 million. They only, they only did two concerts last year. <laughs> right. So they're making money off of catalog. Brad Pitt made uh, $100 million last year. Whoa. He came in at number six. Uh, then James L. Brooks and Matt Groening come in at number five. They made $105 million. If you remember, uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone signed a billion-dollar deal with Paramount Plus for additional South Park stuff about two years ago. So they made, just last year alone, $160 million between Jeez, those man. two. They came in at number four. Tyler Perry's still making money hand over fist. He made $175 million last year. And then the top two shocked me. Like, you and I could go back and forth for probably 45 minutes before we came even close to what the top two people were, each of them making over $200 million. Number two, what have I said, was fairly popular in the 80s as a lead singer of a group and then kind of broke off and did his own solo thing. Think like adult contemporary music. Still alive? Still alive. Oh, boy. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I would I would have said... Uh... Well, I don't know. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Uh, the answer is Sting, the uh, lead singer okay. of The Police. Well, number one should up. be The Rock, then. Uh, no. $222 million. The Rock, not That's anywhere not close. true. Uh, to this highest paid entertainers of 2022. Genesis, Big J. The band Genesis with Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel apparently did a bunch of tours over in Europe and made $230 million collectively last year. And so they are at the top of the highest paid entertainers. And this is according to Forbes magazine. So that's what I got this from. And The Rock isn't anywhere near the top 10, according to this. Maybe that's what he's on paper for, but that's not what he brought home or something. Hmm, interesting. I don't know where they got these mon- th- these particular numbers from, but that's what it shocked me was Genesis was number one. $230 million they collected just in 2022. So that's incredible. And so congratulations to Phil Collins, who's cashing those checks, I guess. And the other members of Genesis, who I believe uh, Mike and the Mechanics are also part of the Genesis, if I'm doing my pop culture right. But I didn't know they were touring, let alone that many people were seeing them in order for them to bring home that much money. Far, far down on the list, Big J, you and I. Uh, we collectively make $35,000 a year for this show. We're so on we the are, left off. We are not on the Forbes list, and it'll be a while before we get there. But congratulations to all those who did it, and I'm sure their accountants are working overtime to make sure they don't pay a lick in taxes. That's how it works when you got that kind of money, Big J. Congratulations to them. Agree or disagree? Agreed. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got ourselves some important stuff, plus your pop culture smackdown to go anywhere. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, would it shock you to learn that the United States of America is starting to be a little bit more open in their sexual experiences? Yes. How come? I don't know. So we're America? We don't like to do what the rest of the world does? Well, actually, it's taken us a little while to catch up with the rest of the world in this particular department. We are pretty conservative when it comes to our sexual values here in the United States of America, whereas in other countries, you could find upwards of 30% of people say, you know what, monogamy is probably the way to go. But America, for the longest time, has been in the 70 percentile of like, listen, we believe in our one true love, and that's just the way that it goes, and we don't want to be with anybody else, and that's just the way relationships work. America. But in the last five years, Big J, that number's dipped down to 55% of people say, you know what? Maybe this monogamy thing is the way to go. But that means 45% of people are like, hey, let's get weird. Uh, As a matter of fact, 34% of Americans now admit to being in some sort of a relationship that they would call, quote, a little different. And whatever that is... Complicated. It's complicated. (laughs) A situationship, I believe it's referred to in today's terms. Uh, Specifically, it's those under the age of 45 that are really starting to get a little bit more adventurous in their life and are more open to non-monogamy, if you will. Once you hit 45, Big J, you're kind of stuck in the rut that you're in. And whoever you snagged along on your line, they're staying with you till the end. You understand? Yeah. Now, uh, women are more likely to prefer complete monogamy than men because we're dirtbags, but that's just the way it works out. But how many people are already experimenting, Big J, or may I say sex-experimenting? About 12% say they have engaged in some sort of sexual activity with somebody else with the knowledge of their partner involved in it. So uh, I believe that's called swinging in some way, shape, or form, Big J. Yeah, I guess. But despite all of this kind of a little bit newfound, I guess, openness in our relationships, 
68% of, Ameri of Americans still say, hey, polygamy is not okay. That should not be legalized. So we have a problem being in multiple committed relationships. But as long as we're not like going down the altar with them, I guess yeah. it's okay to bang anybody right. you want. Uh, I'm not sure how that works or why there's that weird... I mean, it seems like a really weird line to draw on the sand. I mean, if you're into it, multiple relationships, you should be into it, I Can guess. Can you imagine the polygamous divorces, though? No, I, I mean, can, that would be crazy. I, I cannot so fathom. There's your reason right there. You think they're thinking ahead yeah, to the divorce? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, all people that are getting married are thinking ahead to the divorce? Well, no, 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 no. No, I mean, you know, in general. You, uh, you'd think that lawyers would push this. and be like, oh, there'd be that more many people I could build. They're probably part of the uh, 32% that are like, let's get this legalized. Let's go. The Atlanta Hawks fired coach Nate McMillan yesterday. He has led the team to the playoffs the last two seasons, but that's not good enough as the Hawks are one game under 500, just kind of hanging on to the eighth seed in the East, and so they think a change in leadership may be the way to go. Right now, Joe Prunty is the interim head coach, but rumor has it that Quinn Snyder, the former Jazz head coach, could be in line to take over the team sooner rather than later. We'll see what comes of that as the Hawks make their, uh, their playoff push. Big J, Kevin Costner's people are trying real hard to put out the fires that everybody's mad at him because uh, they haven't started filming season five of Yellowstone yet. If you're not familiar, Yellowstone is easily the most popular show on cable television, and it's not even close. And they haven't been able to put together season five. Meanwhile, like every spinoff for the series is on like season three, and everybody is saying it's Kevin Costner's fault. Kevin Costner doesn't want to be on the show anymore. Kevin Costner's not making enough money to bring Yellowstone Season 5 to light, and his people are trying to say, hey, 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 none of that's true. Kevin well, Costner loves Yellowstone. Give us a reason why, for crying out loud. Oh, no. It's as dramatic as the damn show itself. That's part of the fun, I think. But uh, they are going out of their way to say that everybody is suggesting uh, that it's Kevin's fault should not be believed for one second. They're not saying what the reason that they're saying is the holdup for season five, but they insist it's not Kevin Costner's fault. So I, I don't know enough about the show to have a, a kind of any kind of stake in the game, but I know that people love it, and I have heard that Kevin Costner wants out as quickly as possible. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know why. Maybe he doesn't like doing TV, or I don't know what, but... Uh, then, like I've also heard behind the scenes, they're trying to figure out storylines and ways that they can write yeah, them out. Yeah, I've heard they've uh, ran out of dramatic storylines for uh, Montana Ranch. Oh, no. Uh, now They're no longer ranchers, don't forget. I think now in season five, like, he's running for Congress or something. No, 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 no. He's the governor. He's is the that governor. what it is? Yeah. How do you know this stuff? You don't watch the show. Because I, I, we talked about this. Uh, we, we've talked about the show on a couple occasions. Also, my sister, you know, works for the state of Montana, works in Helena. Oh, so she works they, for Kevin Costner. Yeah, she actually is. Uh, she works for Governor Dutton. No, uh, so they last year they were filming in the city, in the capital. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because I, I know they, he's, the governor he's got some sort of political aspirations in the show uh, as they tried to take it off the ranch as much as possible. I heard part of it is that he he feels like he's spending too much time doing this and not enough time with his kids. Oh, so. okay, okay. How old are Kevin Costner's kids? Well, you know, you know, he's an older guy, but he's got a younger wife, so they popped out a bunch of kids. I think he's got a couple two-year-olds. Well put. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Uh, there's your Kevin Costner sex life update. Pop culture smackdown. 
the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, Pop Culture Smackdown, by the way, brought to you by Carl's Jr. Uh, the new Philly cheesesteak menu of Carl's Jr. is hot, cheesy, and waiting for you. And we'll hook you up with a couple of Philly cheesesteak Angus thick burgers from Carl's Jr. And we'll throw at you some tickets to Static X, that show happening on the 3rd. Uh, Static X, Fear Factory, they just announced their new singer. Dope and Society One all going to be there. You'll be there for free. You got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. I've already answered a question this morning. I feel good. 208-287-1003 was off air, but yes, Big J did get a question right. He was really, really nice because he didn't think he would, but he nailed it. If you want this prize package, now would be the time to get on the phone and see if you can best Big J in the process and claim it. I wish everybody involved very good luck. Hello, The X. Hi. Hi, what's up, man? What's your name? Steve. All right, Steve, you're up first. Steve, what singer is known for taking his fans to Margaritaville? I will give you choices. Tim McGraw, Jimmy Buffett, or Ed Sheeran? Uh, Jimmy Buffett. That is correct. Right. Big J, the drink, the margarita, has got some murky origin kind of stories oh. behind it, but everybody can agree that drink originated in what country? Mexico. Mexico is absolutely correct. Well right. done. Steve, back to you. Uh, tequila is a traditional star of the margarita. What other booze usually joins it in the drink? Do they add vermouth, triple sec, or amaretto? Add the triple sec. That is correct. Good right. job. Big J, margarita is the Spanish word for what common flower? Uh, the marjorie flower. The marjorie flower. Of course, we've all heard of it. It's very Wrong. common. No, uh, it does not <laughs> exist. Uh, the- I tried to make it a real thing. I manifest. I was trying to manifest that answer. The carnation, the tulip, or the daisy? Carnation? Carnation instant breakfast? No. Wrong. Tulip? I mean, I don't see how no. it's related to margarita Wrong. at all. No. Uh, Spanish uh, daisy. Margarita Spanish. Right. For daisy. Well. You uh, preyed upon my lack of knowledge of the Spanish language. Well, you were talking about how much you like four languages earlier this morning. I thought I'd run right into that. Congratulations, See? man. You got yourself all set up with some Static X tickets for the 3rd of March. You also got some Carl's Jr. Uh, Angus Thick Burgers coming your way as well. I wonder if how people like how much people realize they're educated during Pop Culture Smack. I hope I'm. I hope a little bit. Like you're an educational machine. I just try to get questions out there. I, I know, but uh, I, I worry about how much is. Really Retain, uh, not just from you, but from everybody. But uh, I hope there's a little bit of education involved. That's how you trick people into learning stuff. Trivia, yeah. Big J. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's the pop culture smackdown. We'll get around of headlines coming your way next on the X Rock. It's headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Pretty easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com and you're well on your way to a new vehicle. Courtesy of Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Our mistake, damn Florida. And headlines follow up. Our mistake. Two Spanish transportation officials are looking for brand new jobs after a huge mistake. The trains they ordered were way too big for the railway tunnels that actually are prepared for in the country. Oh. Isaiah Tabas and Israel Debayo both resigned over the blunder. Luckily, the train manufacturer noticed the error before they put forward the $275 million fleet of commuter trains and put them on the rails. Old tunnels in northern Spain that date back to the 19th century are the biggest culprit. They're way more narrow 
than modern tunnels, but when they drew up the original plans, they just ordered trains that would fit in the modern tunnels and not ones that would fit in the older ones. And basically, they would get there and either crash into them or not be able to go. So apparently, it was a monumentally botched job. And now it'll be a two-year delay before the entire country Damn. will get new trains because of this mistake. Hey, measure twice, cut once, right, Big J? Yeah. Or don't measure at all and just take or an eyeball. think to measure. <laughs> Especially when it's like, coming with a $275 million contract. Like, that's the thing you might, like, okay, trains are pretty standard size, right? You know? Right. Right. But the tunnels aren't. Right. Yes, these are things that probably two people whose job are to know those things, which should know. I agree with you, and that's why they're looking for work. Damn, Florida, or headlines follow-up. Damn, Florida. A Florida man put his own spin on the old dine and dash by stealing a car so that he could door dash to help other people die. His name is Ali Abuke, and he rented a Nissan Sentra from an Avis location way back in March of last year, but then he never returned it. He basically just... Uh, told the manager of the branch that he was going to use the car as a DoorDash car and he had no plans on returning it. And so they're like, damn, I guess we got to report this car stolen. Cops finally were able to catch up with Ali at the drive-thru of a Chick-fil-A where he confessed that he basically wanted to save some money of his own by using the car for DoorDash deliveries. And so he yeah, definitely stole it. Here's the catch though, Big J. He owns a perfectly good SUV of his own in perfect running condition. Yeah, he doesn't want scumbags sitting in his car. No, it's a DoorDash. It's different. He's not oh. even driving people oh, around. Oh, jeez. He's delivering food. And so... What's something that uh, gets better gas mileage? I guess. I don't know. I mean, he ended up stealing a car just so he could be a DoorDash delivery. Now he is, of course, being arrested for grand theft of an automobile, even though he owns an automobile that's perfectly fine. Strange decisions are made. It's like the Florida seeps through your skin and just makes you dumber. It's amazing. We'll wrap it up with a headlines follow-up. Big J, remember the uh, dude that was stuck at sea for a couple weeks and lived only on ketchup and a couple of seasonings? Oh, yeah. Well, Heinz is officially looking for him because the company wants to find the man and buy him a brand new boat and give him a bunch of ketchup. Have they checked the ocean? No, hey! uh, but they have tried on Instagram, which is where you find people these days. Uh, they say that they, they, they put out like a virtual mess message in a ketchup bottle. Big J, get it? <laughs> and they want funny. to try to find out whoever finds this message. They need their help tracking down the amazing guy with the amazing story. His name is Elvis Francois. And he is the sailor that survived on nothing but ketchup at sea for 24 days. So the company wants to give him a new boat and give him a bunch of ketchup. So far, no luck in finding the dude. But I can't help but think of... Remember that scene in Castaway when Tom Hanks is finally rescued and they're having the party that he's off yeah. and, and, and nothing's but sushi's on the table? And he's like, these guys don't get it. I bet you that's what this guy's... Like, I don't want to yeah. see ketchup for the rest yeah. of my life, bro. Or he's like, ketchup saved my life. I'll be happy to have it the rest of it. But that's, I'm right. But that's, I'm thinking like the, the Tom Hanks is probably thinking the same thing. Fish saved my life. But I'm not exactly wanting it right away after I got rescued. Yeah, but so. now he's got the opportunity to have some soy sauce, some wasabi. Other condiments, it, you say. Yeah, make it like a meal as opposed to maybe add in a hamburger with the ketchup that i wouldn't say no to or but, patrick mahomes uh, i'm not sure he wants to get back at, out on the uh, the sea either but he'll get a brand new boat out of heinz if they can ever find him there's your headline 
That is Three Days Grace. I'm the weapon here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And things are getting better if you have a cell phone. Yes, Big J? No, no, not a cell phone, Nick. Not a cell phone. Uh, Just your touchscreen in your car. Oh. As uh, that is uh, becoming more and more prevalent in your vehicle, Nick. And uh, you are uh, famous for being a germaphobe. And I uh, have problems with those sort of things. In fact, a uh, Christmas present for you was an ultralight, ultraviolet light uh, cleaner. How's that working out? I use it every single day. And I'm not lying. I'm on my phone. I use it every day. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Engineers at General Motors have developed a touchscreen display, uh, Nick, that uh, makes fingerprints and all the gunk from them disappear. Just on the touchscreen? Yes. Makes me wish I had one of those. Well, uh, here it is. So uh, you, you're familiar with the concept RGB, right? Red, green, blue. Blue. Uh, those pixels are what make up uh, light uh, when it comes to those kind of screens and whatnot. Well, there's an additional one. It's called the violet pixel, Nick. And similar to ultraviolet light would be invisible to the human eye as not to affect the colors and images seen on the screen. And the touchscreen would also use a similarly invisible photocatalyst screen coating designed to absorb certain wavelengths of light in order to produce a chemical reaction. And GM's patent suggests the use of a metal oxide-based photocatalyst would react to the ultraviolet radiation and sunlight but since many cars use window tinting to keep the interiors dark and cool the photocatalyst reaction would be instead initiated by those violet pixels so it would have like a a a, a cleaning function that you pr- press on your uh on your display and boom it'll clean it up okay so it doesn't like uh it does clean the actual visor yes yes as opposed to but, like ma- not making the fingerprints not show up yeah yes yeah, similarly similarly to the ultraviolet uh, cleaning device that you have but it just does it kind of internally as long as you press the button yeah and makes yeah. it clean it all right that's and cool. probably a, it could also do a time thing whenever it's uh, kind of just sitting around and not being active but that's pretty cool man that's an interesting use of technology right there yeah i wish it was on something besides just your vehicle touchscreen but listen it sounds like general motors is developing well, this technology therefore they can patent it exactly. yeah they, that is it is a patent now so i mean that could be something that will be thrown into the latest updates when it gets around to uh you know your cell phone and all those other devices that you use as long as general Motors decides to sell it to them, of course. Well, well, somebody will steal it and just make an adaptation or change it a little bit. That's how those patent things work. Uh, any other patent rules that I need to know about? Uh, yes, I know many. you're an expert. What? I don't know them, but oh, uh, there are far more out there that I know about. Well, if you are in the mood for a brand new vehicle, maybe GM is the way to go. Is that what you're telling me? I'm just saying this is a new technology, man. It's well, I'm just you know putting it before the the germaphobe. I like it very much. I Listen, the, any way that we can get uh, touchscreens cleaner and bring awareness to how gross you are for not cleaning your phone on a regular basis, I'm all for it. <laughs> all for it. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Let's do some bad impressions. We'll have that happen next on the X-Rocks. So far, I'm not impressed. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Bad impressions brought to you by the Idaho Center pre-owned superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And we've got some tickets here for you. The Young Dubliners are coming to town Friday, March 3rd, Nick. So they'll be at the Ninning Factory. You want to go uh, see some Young Dubliners? We'll hook you up with some free tickets here if you can figure out bad impressions. Here's our phone number, 208-287-1003, if you want to check out some Irish jams. And bad impressions is the game, which works like this. We have three different clues. They all point to somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is from those three clues, then check it out, man. You're going to a concert on us on the 3rd, and hopefully that makes you feel good and happy. Hello, The X. Hey. Good morning, man. What's your name? Mike. All right, Mike. You're up first. Good luck. 
I looked miserable at the Grammys next to my wife, J-Lo. My bad. Is that Affleck? Affleck. Is that your final answer? Ben Affleck. There you go. That's it. There you go. Congratulations, man. Hang on one second. We'll hook you up with those Young Dubliners tickets at the Knitting Factory. What were clues two and three? Uh, I'm Batman, or was Batman, but we'll be Batman again briefly with Michael Keaton. And Matt Damon and I won an Oscar for writing Goodwill Hunting. Why is Ben Affleck in the news? Yeah, he did look miserable at the Grammys, uh, but uh, he didn't look miserable. In fact, he looked like he was having a great time at the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game. Nick, him and his son Samuel introduced the players as they came out on the court. Boy, you got to love that, because when you think NBA, you think Ben Affleck and his kid, right? Yeah, right? I know he's a Celtics fan. That much uh, I know. He does have season tickets, and yeah. he goes and enjoys he, it. He's, a, he's an active participant. I would say, you know, not as famous as Jack Nicholas, for example, for the Lakers. You mean the golfer, of course. Jack Nicholson? Okay, uh, sorry. My bad. Whatever. One of those guys. Jack something. Yeah, but Jack hasn't been to a game in a long right, time. Right, obviously. He's near death. Yes. Anyways, uh, but, but Ben Affleck taking the flag there and running with it and... Uh, you know, uh, celebrities love the NBA. That's always kind of been the case uh, on the court, and he had a chance to come out, and his uh, his kid got to take part in as well. I mean, what a what a great thing for the kid. Oh, I'm sure. Did he yeah. did, did he do anything for the game, the celebrity game that was on Saturday at all, or was it just the All Star? Uh, I didn't see any of that, but uh, he did announce both teams as they came out of their uh, little uh, respective areas. Had a little bit of I'm sure more enthusiastic about the Celtics players, and Way. got to see Jason Tatum put on a performance as well for the All-Star Game, scoring the most points ever in the history of the game. So I'm sure he and his kid yeah. were on cloud nine watching good, that. Good dad moment there. Exactly. Ben. Good job. Uh, morning after with Nick and Big J. We will wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That's Motionless and White Werewolf wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday. Big J did not give the green light to a movie called Troll about another monster altogether, not werewolf related, but uh, it is on Netflix and you can watch it for free if you are a streaming subscriber. Uh, but Big J said not worth your time. Other movies on there that are better than that. Also talked about terrible ways to wake up, of course, and uh, picture falling off the wall 2.30 in the morning right up there for sure. And of course, we also had a chance to give away some stats Gex and some Carl's Jr. That will continue tomorrow. You missed any or all of that. That is why Jesus gave you the Morning After podcast. Check it out wherever you download podcasts. It's free. It's every single day. It's the show edited down so you can enjoy it at your leisure and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Nick, I don't know if this... I don't know this. I got a question for you here. Do you like barbecue uh, seasoning? Like uh, like barbecue chips? Yes, absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, well, a couple things. A, you should try barbecue. Doritos got a new barbecue flavor. I noticed that because when I went to the store that's the entire snack section was barbecue Doritos great are they really good it is great but Sonic I think barbecue flavor is going to be the thing coming up here this uh, spring and summer because Sonic is unveiling a barbecue chip seasoned tots Barbecue chipped so, seasoning. So the, the seasoning, basically, oh, okay. the barbecue seasoning, and they're going to throw that on uh, some tots. This could be blasphemy. I'm not a tater tot fan. I've never what? really enjoyed tater tots. They don't get uh, when they when they get they don't get crispy enough for me for the most part. Or when they're too crispy, I find them inedible. So they're very difficult for me to enjoy. I'd rather just go the fry route. Uh, I'm not a tater tot Man, fan. I know, I, I know. It's it's rare. Uh, lots of people do. It's just not. It's just not in my wheelhouse. But I enjoy the the seasoning stuff. They sound like they're going to be extra messy on your fingers. You just know what? Like yeah. You like. 
So when do those become available? Where are they now? Uh, the, the, the barbecue tater tots there for Sonic are coming uh, March 20th. Will you te- taste test them for us? Yeah, absolutely. And let us know how they are? I will forget Perfect. about that. Great for my diabetes. In a, in a month. Well, I mean, the barbecue Doritos can't be great for them either. Well, I right? had one chip. A single chip? Nah, I lied. I had the whole bag. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Beacon Plumbing for tank and tankless water heaters, <laughs> clogged drains, leaky faucets, and toilets that won't flush. Stop freaking and call Beacon. Beacon Plumbing, Heating and Mechanical, your trusted plumbing source online at beaconplumbing.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's in here next. We'll see you guys tomorrow. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.